If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. Have a taste. You are now in the zone. With Taste Test Live. Hey, what's Jazzin? Hello. It's time for Taste Test Live. Mm-hmm. Yes, Taste Test Live here. We're here for some exclusive interviews, music, news, and laughs. And joining me in the studio is my Taste Test Live co-host, Miss MJ Baker. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome. Yay. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well? Yeah. Guess how I'm doing. How are you, Oz? I'm exquisite. Are you really? Yeah. I am ambidextrous. Oh, really? Good. Okay. That means both sides are working. Nice. <laughs> the duality of it all. I love it. Both sides. Both sides. Right. Okay. All right. That's what's up. So can you take a quick moment and just tell our first time listeners what the Taste Test Live podcast is all about? On Taste Test Live, we discuss what's happening in the entertainment industry. Our podcast will now be monthly and feature exclusive artist interviews and new music releases you probably won't hear anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested or you know somebody that might be interested and want to promote their upcoming single, a new album, um, their concert, or just to drop by and share their latest project, please get in touch with us. They can head over to tastetest.live or www.tastetest.live and we have a web form there that you can complete and be a guest on the show. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Taste Test Radio. Head over to www.tastetestlive where you can find all of our old episodes and hear past guest interviews. Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's right. That's right. So um, we're back for season two of Taste Test Live. And joining us in the studio is our guest this week, Miss Janira Cardona. Yes! Welcome. I'm excited. <laughs> I feel like I should be talking in my ASMR voice with you guys. <laughs> Is this how I should be talking? No. no. We okay. want you to talk like you normally Okay, talk. because you know I'm Latina, you know what I'm saying? Right. She I'm brings like, oh, be live. <laughs> yes. La Fuego. La Fuego. In case you guys don't know what La Fuego is. It's fire. Yes. Fire. Fire. F-I-Y-A. I'm going to call you on my inner Cardi B, though. La Fuego. Oh. oh. Cardi B, go away. I need Why? J-Lo right now. Oh, you need J-Lo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why? What's the, what's, <laughs> so, so what's the difference between the Cardi B and the J-Lo? I mean, there's not that much of a difference, I feel like. <laughs> okay. Cardi is just more, like, publicly um, more herself. Yes. J-Lo knows she has to keep an image in mm-hmm. the public, but J-Lo, she really She doesn't have to anymore. Yeah, she does. I think she still does. She does. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very loved by the American market, and mm-hmm. so she has to be aware of that. So it's understandable. Yeah. Okay. But that's why they get along so well, because J-Lo knows she could be J-Lo, Jennifer, yeah. with her. Jenny so. from the block. Well, because if you, I mean, just look at it, like, 
when she was Jenny from the blog and she was dating Sean Puffy Combs, she was like Cardi B. Ish. Ish. <laughs> she was 50% of what Cardi is now. Sweet. And then when she, when she really started picking up steam, yep. Puffy looked up one day and J-Lo was gone. <laughs> True that. Poof. Yeah. Because I'm sure, and then she got her a white boy. Mm-hmm. And ben. ben Affleck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. To take up her back. status. Yeah. Yeah. They really did help her out with the American market because in the Hispanic market, she's J Lo. So we loved her since Selena. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. we knew about her, but it was, I think, like what you said, with, with when she got with Puff Daddy, the African American community noticed her more, I feel like. And then when she got with Ben, Right. Definitely that other market. She became a household name. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And then okay. the dress. We yeah. all know the green yeah. dress. Right, the green dress. So back to what brought us to this conversation. Are you yes. bringing some Cardi or are you <laughs> going to bring some Jello? A little bit of both. Depends. Okay. okay. I'll all behave. Right. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, you, you're encouraged Don't to behave. be yourself. <laughs> so uh, one reason why I wanted you to be here is because, guess what? It is... Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. yes. We are right in the beginning of it. And I'm um, super, super excited. Last year I had the opportunity to curate an entire show dedica- dedicated to Hispanic Heritage Month. And it was fun. It was great. Oh, cool. I remember yeah. me and my mom listened. Really? Yes. What did you think? Did I you loved like it? it. I really did. I, did. Did, I do it, did I do it well? Like, I mean, you felt like, okay, he knows his music. You did. You yeah. did well. And you did your research because I remember you asked me, like, what do you think? So you did good. Okay. That's great. All right. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So this year we're going to do something a little different. Um, for those of you who are listening to the podcast portion, if you tune into the radio on Saturday night, uh, it's going to be September 20th. September 21st. September 21st. Ha. September 21st, Saturday night at 11 p.m. on WJCT, you will hear an actual uh, guest curation, a little bit of Latina Fuego. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Latina Fuego. Yes. So we have that coming, and I'm super, super excited to be able to share that with you guys. So you have to listen to the radio portion of it. Um, We may play a song or so in the background. You know, just to get you guys primed up and ready for that music. Yep. So it's it's my understanding a lot of it is salsa. Yes. Right? Because the salsa um, music, like the salsa industry, the movement is dying. Like mm-hmm. straight up is dying. Um, record labels. I used to work with record labels. Um, uh, Universal Music Group Latino in Miami. I work with, uh, I know people that work with Sony, um, blah, blah, blah. And one of the main things they say is like, yeah, we're not looking for salseros. So they're looking yeah. now for like the next, regga- you know, reggaeton right now. Reggaeton, obviously, especially now. Yeah. Um, it's so worldwide. But even in, the, even in the Latinx community, reggaeton is popular. It's still popular. Salsa is popular with the, like our parents and even my maybe kids my generation because we grew up with our parents the same. But this mm-hmm. younger generation, they don't know any... They only know Mark Anthony. Like, that's it. They think really? of salsa and they only think of Mark Anthony and Victor Manuel, you know. And yeah. um, But as far as like La Fania All Star, who mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, helped bring that movement, um, Ruben Blades, you know, like who's a songer, a singer songwriter, um, Richie Ray, y Bobby Cruz, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you tell them those names and they're like, who? who? If it doesn't get played in the club, they don't know. So, so is it kind of like, for example, you know, this generation looks at Beyonce, you know, um, but 
you know, some of them may not know Shaka Khan or yep. or Minnie Ripperton or you know what I mean yeah. that kind of thing. Or even Billie Holiday, like yeah. they'll be like, "Wait, who's that?" And and then these are so it's the same. A bit, a bit it's the same thing. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And especially you would think that with technology, it would help us with YouTube since we have YouTube and right. all that, but it doesn't. So I wanted to put a lot of salsa in to get people excited and and uh enjoy salsa i love salsa it's it's so much fun to dance um, i love dancing it um even if you don't know how to dance even watching couples dance it it's like it's such a romantic like it sexy really way to dance yeah. and the good thing about salsa there's different genres of salsa mm. uh, which is what i'm gonna showcase on saturday not all the salsas are the tito puente that everyone thinks of you mm-hmm. know the oye como va not all of that yeah. goes like that um so we're going to showcase the different salsas that there are, Boogaloo, blah, 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 blah. So don't want to miss that. All right. Nice. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Very, very excited. <laughs> but before we continue, I'd like to quit, take a quick moment and uh, <laughs> tell our audience who you are. Um, since you're a woman of many talents and yes. mystery. Uh-huh. All right. So take a quick moment and read your bio. Since the age of 17, Janera Cardona has worked in radio. She worked in AM and FM stations from lower power to commercial stations. Once she realized her love for radio, she decided to attend Full Sail University, graduating as the advanced achiever of her 2012 class, receiving her associates in recording arts and bachelor's in music business. As soon as Janera graduated, she already had an internship lined up in the record label, Universal Music Group Latino, in their marketing and public relations department. She worked on a project with Alejandro Sanz, Luis Fonsi, Marco Antonio Solis, Juan Gabriel, Juanes, and many more. While working in UMG Latino, she got offered a job as a junior marketing and publicist for Acoustal Marketing. Um, and she also worked for Pina Records and um, artists such as Archangel, Zion and Lennox, Plan B, Elvis Crespo, and many more. Although she was content in her job, she couldn't resist the offer to work as a marketing and sales and account manager for Norman Media Group in Jacksonville, Florida. There, Janeta organized three back-to-back festivals called Jacksonville Hot Summer Fiesta, where over 10,000 people attended. 10,000, right? Janeiro was also the manager of the first 24-hour reggaeton station, Urbana FM, in Orlando, Florida. Janeiro now lives in Jacksonville, Florida, where she started her own marketing and production company called Jaja Productions and is the promotions director for the urban and Latin stations for iHeartMedia Jacksonville. She created a Hispanic festival named Viva La Fiesta, which celebrates the Hispanic culture. She also helped develop the first Hispanic culture film festival in Jacksonville, she co-founded Women Empowering Women in Jacksonville. This is a nonprofit that is a safe place for women to get together once a month and discuss issues that affect us women or affect women. Uh, Janeta loves to work for and with the community. She attends every city, JTA, JEA, JAA, etc., to make sure that the Hispanic community is being represented. She dreams to see her city united no matter the race or financial status. Yes. Quite a list of accomplishments. <laughs> I'm over here listening. I'm like, like, oh my God, who is that? Right. Did I do all that? Right. You did that. that so is the question dope. for you is when do you have time to do all this? Right. I don't. I don't sleep that much. This is why I'm an only child because my mom said I had the energy of 100 kids in me. Oh my so, God. Um, I don't know. I, I 
uh, working for the community, like, it just makes me happy. I love, I'm a people person. Like, mm-hmm. I love meeting people and I love hearing people's stories and backgrounds. And um, I'm really privileged. I'm a Navy brat. My parents are Puerto Rican. I was born in Long Beach, California. If you ask me where I'm from, I'm going to tell you Puerto Rico. So, right. <laughs> um, because my parents were very, you know, that's the culture that I was raised in. But being a Navy brat and living around the world, you get to meet people from all different cultures and backgrounds and beliefs. And um, something that my mom really wanted to install in me, she wanted to make sure that I wasn't a, a spoiled brat. Because yeah. being an only child, you could easily be a spoiled brat. So my mom, especially when we moved to Panama at that time, um, you know, Panama wasn't as well financially as it is now. Um, so the first night we moved to Panama, I remember seeing, I was seven years old, and I remember seeing a girl, like, she must have been, like, 12, 13 years old, with a newborn baby on the streets asking for money. Mm. And that was the first time I've ever wow. seen or experienced anything like that. And from there on, my mom made sure that I would participate in different things. We went to go in Panama, there was legit like a, a little town where it was like nothing but homeless people, and they built homes off of, out of um, card boxes. Like it's crazy. Um, so we, my mom, makes sure that I volunteered in a lot of things, and that I appreciated everything I had. Like mm-hmm. even if I just have a roof over my head and a bed on the floor, yeah. at least I have that compared to right. other kids. So right. working for the community for me is what brings, what makes me happy. Yeah. Like what what brings me joy and seeing other people happy and being able to connect them with other people and, you know, help people. A lot of business owners don't know how to start do certain things. Like if I could help you out with anything, why not? Yeah. Well, so. it, it shows. I mean, from the first time I met you, I think we were instantly gravitated towards each other just because I'm an energy and sensitive person. Yeah. And your energy was infectious. I'm like, I got to know, I got to know her. <laughs> right. Like there's something about her that I need That's to know. Good. You just are a radiating light beam. Oh, and I think you represent your Hispanic community well. Thank they, you. They, they would be proud to, you know, and based on what I see, I've seen you at lots of events. The communities, I, I can speak for them. I'm telling you, they're proud. They're <laughs> right. proud of you. Oh, thank you. Um, so what's next for you? What's like, next? Yeah. So, um... Right now, I'm still doing Viva La Fiesta. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, you have to go on our website to find out information on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Viva La Fiesta is moving from October. We want to get out of the hurricane season. So we're probably going to be doing it in March and April. Um, right now, I'm working on other, with other organizations here in Jacksonville to help bring those services to the community. So a lot of immigrants are moving here. Um, and not illegal immigrants, people. Let's listen. Let's, let's let's, there's a difference between illegal immigrants. I don't even like saying that. Um, but a lot of Hispanics are moving here that don't understand um, how things work. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, how to buy a house. And they get scammed a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So a lot of wow. this hard working money that they have, they're getting scammed. Or they work with a lawyer and the lawyer scams them also. So... We're building a program right now that people can call. It's going to be a hotline where people call and they'll be able to get, you know, they'll be able to call and ask, hey, this is the service I'm looking for. Who would you guys recommend? And then we'll go recommend them to the different organizations that will be involved. So that's something that I want to work on. That's beautiful. 
Lots really of community great. work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really Ooh. helping the community where that's they really need cool. it most. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's mm-hmm. what I want. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, I'm just kind of amazed by your story. <laughs> um, now, being in the music industry, like on the other side, mm-hmm. the business marketing side of it, and being a woman, I always ask women when they come in here, you know, what has been your experience climbing that corporate ladder, you know, as a, a woman great, yeah. and as a woman of color, you know? Oh, my God. Let me tell you. Um, I would tell you this. The last station I was at, the radio programmer uh, smacked me in my face. <gasps> yes. What? This happens. This happened. Like, like what? L- yes. Like- he literally, it was, um, it wasn't the first time he got in my face. He mm. got in my face and this happened in August. I'm, I'm sorry. This happened February 2017. The August before that, so August 2015, he got in my face in front of the the owners, in front of everyone else in the studio, because I laughed at a joke because he was arguing with another sales rep, and I laughed at the joke that the sales rep said. So he came to my face, and he's like, you're lucky you're a woman, because if not, I would smack you right now in front of everyone. So when that happened, the owner of the station was like, well, do you want me to fire him? And I understood, like, the importance of having him because he had such a big influence in the industry. I was like, you know what, let's let's keep him, but I'm not going to work with him. Um, they suspended him for a month. I was like, but, I, you know, I can't work with him like that anymore. We moved to a new, fast forward, we moved to new studios. Uh, we were doing a giveaway for a circus that wasn't the first time we gave away tickets for so he knew that it was like two tickets. And I'm at a meeting with a client. When I get out of the meeting, I have like five missed calls. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I called. And he's like screaming on the top of his line. He's like, am I supposed to give this winner two tickets? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, because of you. And he just starts like cursing at me. Like mm. my father didn't, my father never even spoken to me like wow. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I get to the studio and he was there with a the friend of his. Now, keep in mind, we just moved into a new studio. There was no cameras or anything. So we, we get in there, and I'm like, okay, what you know, what's going on? What happened? And he just starts going crazy. Like, he's like, now I have to waste my time and my gas to meet with the winner out of your mistake. And, like, just really speaking really bad about me. So I turn around, and I walk away. And when I walk away, he says something else really disrespectful. And that's when I turn around, and I start screaming at him. I'm like, hey you should not be talking to me like this at all. Like, you're not my father. I don't know who you think I am, but you don't talk to me like that. When I finished saying that, he was in my face. And I was like, what are you going to do? And he pushed me. And when he pushed me, I had the folder in my hand, so the folder, like, graced his arm. So I guess he thought that I, like, hit him or something. After he pushed you. Yeah, and he, (laughs) like, open hand smacked me. Oh my God. And it was one of those moments in my life, because I've never, again, my father, no one has... A man right. has ever placed hands. It's like, what do you do in that position? Like, I, I, I'm, I rationally was like, either I could, we could, we're gonna kill each other right now, or I could just call the cops, you know. And that's exactly what I did. I called the cops, and um, that we're still in, you know, I'm still dealing with that situation right now. Um, but after that, I was depressed. I left to Puerto Rico. Um, my dad lives in Puerto Rico. Um, I didn't want to work in radio anymore. I didn't know what I was gonna do, and it's. That was just a cherry on top because the station that I was working at is uh, the industry, the kind of music it is. It 
it's dominated by men. Mm-hmm. So I was dealing, I was a general manager. I was the only woman in the in the company. Oh, wow. And I was dealing with club owners, promoters, and club owners and promoters can be very disrespectful. Right. Um, there's a lot of men out there that don't like to work with men, with women. Right. They don't like to negotiate with women or do business with women. Yeah. And so you always got to find a way to kind of play around that. Um, so I already kind of was like already like tense. Mm-hmm. So obviously when that happened, I was like, okay, this is maybe I just need to take a break. And I went to Puerto Rico, took it uh, a year break. I bought a house with my father out there. Uh, and Hurricane Maria hit us. Oh, I was wow. out there during Hurricane Maria. But when I was out there um, with no electricity, no technology, no nothing, it really, really makes you focus and start to think about your life. Like, yeah. what is what do you want to do? What what do you want to leave? What's your legacy that you want to leave here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm not a quitter. I need to come back. <laughs> so I came back to the States. I started Jaja Production, and I did Viva La Fiesta. And, you know, I've, I have a great relationship with God. And um, for some reason, he told me, you need to go back into radio. After Viva La Fiesta, I was like, okay, now I'm going to do this. I'm just yeah. going to focus on creating right. events. And, and all of this is because of what happened. You had some downtime right. because yeah. of Maria. Yeah, all of this. Like, it Amazing. made me think about... What do I like to do in my life? What brings me joy? It's no longer, I don't do things for money. I wish I was that kind of person because right. maybe I would be on another level. Yeah. But I don't do things necessarily for money. I do things be- I do things because I realize that I want to do things that make me happy, mm-hmm. that brings me peace. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at church after Viva La Fiesta. Viva La Fiesta was great. We had over 8,000 people attend the festival here in Jacksonville last month, last year. Um, and I went to church and coincidentally that day, the message was like, don't be afraid to, uh, retrace your footsteps Mm -hmm. just because you messed up once or something went wrong once doesn't mean that you were meant to leave that path. Right. It was just a bump that you're supposed to learn. And just try again. Right. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Why? Why? Because, you know, I'm like. Right on time. Right on time. on time word. And then, like, literally, Jacksonville, I heard Jacksonville was pretty hard to get in. Period. I heard to get in Jacksonville was pretty hard because no one wants to leave the company. But, coincidentally, I had a friend, uh, Jorge Lopez. He's like, hey, we have a position here open. Um, we think you would be great. And so, like, you know, everything just happens right. for right. a right. reason. Yeah. And, um. So if it wasn't for that little hiccup that I had with the other station, I probably wouldn't be here. Um, but being a woman in this industry and being Latina in this industry um, and having an accent, you know what I mean? And it's definitely something that you I always tell women, like, you have to be tough. Yeah. You have to have thick skin. <clears throat> you can't take everything to. I understand, like, you can't be too sensitive in this industry. Right. You really, really, really can't. Because there's going to be people out there that are not going to like you just because they're just a-holes. You know what I mean? But it's the industry, so you're still going to have to work with them. You know what I mean? Like, I when I was with Pina Records, I had an issue with Arcangel, the reggaetonero. He has a strong personality, but so do I. So, you know, it's just like, okay, well, unfortunately, I don't like you, but we got to work together, so it is what it is. You just got to be professional at all times. Right. Um... And I love being uh, professionally, how do you say, 
you know how like you could disrespect somebody but professionally <laughs> right mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta learn nice, that nasty. you gotta learn that trick in this industry yeah. honestly yeah. Yeah. you gotta learn how to throw shade that's there what it go. is there you go because this this industry is very shady yeah very very shady i will i'm not going to mention the artist that um i had an interview for after i did my internship with universal this very very international well-known artist they had a position available and I went in for the interview with him and his business partner. Then he left, and it felt like a it was like a setup, like because then his business partner acted different, and then was like trying to get me to do things, like and I'm like, oh no 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 no, what what? So you got to be careful with this industry. Yeah. You definitely yeah. got to be careful. I understand. But it, it it sounds like you're smart. Oh yeah. Yeah. And well thought out. But sometimes, uh-huh. like a lot of women in that position will feel pressured right and i understand it mm-hmm. so if you find that yourself in that position like no guys walk away because yeah. they're not real professionals and they're they're not going to help you and get to get you where you need in your and career ultimately it's not worth it in the long yeah. run yeah well i think the cool thing is something that you said you know concerning so i guess if we're chasing clout which is what they say mm you know, then you would feel pressure because you feel like you don't have any way out. But I think the difference is when we know, you know, I am where I'm supposed to be and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So whatever it is you're doing, sir or ma'am, to deter me, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like not everybody is that focused or, you know, not even that focused, but or they feel like, oh, my gosh, if I don't give into this or like you called the cops on that guy. And yeah. some women may have not called the cops because they would have felt like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's going to jeopardize my job. It's yeah. going to jeopardize this they, or they that. Fear retaliation. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Or even if it was a man, I feel, you know, it just all depends on mm-hmm. what we consider our source to be. Mm-hmm. And do we consider the industry our source, you know, or that popularity or is it, you know, the Lord, you know, higher yeah. power, you know, whatever you, you know, everybody speaks of. So, yeah, but this industry is definitely dominated by men. But I'm happy to see that a lot of women are going in there yeah. right now. My market president here in Jacksonville is a woman. Yeah. The sales manager in my department is a woman. The district manager is a woman. So we're definitely Little by little, taking over the industry or, or becoming more, getting more involved in the industry. So it's softening up a little bit, you know. And right. ever since the whole Me Too, you, Me Too movement, right. um, women have been feeling more confident and been speaking up more and have a voice more. So I'm happy. I'm kind of, It's sad that it had to happen, a Me Too movement, in yeah. order for right. women to feel comfortable to be able to talk and, you know, uh state their opinion whether they feel comfortable or uncomfortable with the situation but i'm happy that it happened yes now we're you know let me ask you a question about your family life because it sounds like your your family and your you you mentioned your father a lot you mentioned your mom Uh um your support system your family Mm -hmm. are they the reason that you're so strong that you're so wise that you're so um tenacious yes definitely um who was your role model in your family Oh, man. Both my mom and my dad. I, I'm very, very much like mom and my dad. My Like, Janita, work-wise, is definitely my father. Like, my dad, from 
7 in the morning to 4 p.m. He's Chief Cardona. Don't you ever forget it. But from 4.01 to (laughs) 6.59, he is Cardona. He is not Chief Cardona. Don't talk to him about it. It's like different. So I kind of like learned to distance, like, you know, work is work and fun is fun. So all those different hats you got to put on. And then my Mm -hmm. mom, like the whole like being being involved with the community and um, my love for music and art definitely came from my mom. She's so easygoing. When I met her, she's just so easy. She's just so laid back and so chill. Yeah, she is. But she's also Latina and very feisty. So don't try her. I want to see that side come <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, okay. but I definitely got my strengths from them. My and my and my family being, I grew up uh, with my mom's brother and his kids, Theo Pocho, and Melissa was the same age as I. Um, and Melissa got diagnosed with cancer, with brain tumor at the age of five. We both were five, mm. and so from then on, we were in church like Monday through Sunday. Um, in and out of the hospital with her and treatments. Then um, we had to move to Panama, so I wasn't there for three and a half years of her life. And then when we moved back to Virginia when I was 11, um, you know, we got, I guess, to spend time with her. And uh, growing up, my cousin ended up passing away at the age of 13 from from cancer. But growing up with someone with cancer and, and at that young age, I really, really, really learn how to va- like to live my life every day like it's my last day. Yeah. Like even as a child, like you think kids don't understand. They understand mm-hmm. way more than what you think, yeah, mm-hmm. than what me and you both think. And um, I remember like playing with the kid this one week and the next week, you know, that kid wouldn't be there and, and having real life conversations with my cousin like, I'm scared that that's going to happen to me. And so I definitely got my strength from Melissa, from seeing her go through that process at such a young age. And her, even with her cancer, I never once saw Melissa ask, like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. In fact, she always, like, was the opposite. Like, she always, any last, oh, I'm getting the chills just talking about her, but any toy that she could give, any any kind of, Melissa was just such a loving person yeah. Yeah, that I live my life every day, mm-hmm. like, in honor of her. Like, Beautiful. I want her to be proud of me, so... That's where I'm I get sure she's with from. you. She's here right now. Yeah, <laughs> her spirit. Yeah, no, really, because I mean, it's it's interesting. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful that that's where your strength comes from. Right. It sounds like your strength comes from a lot of different places. Yeah, but, but your cousin and having that Definitely. experience, I couldn't imagine what that was like. That it's it's different. It's really, I mean, growing up in hospitals in and out with her. That's why I'm really appreciate. I I support 100% the Ronald McDonald Foundation, mm-hmm. the Make Believe, uh, Make Same. a Wish Foundation, yeah. um, uh, St. Jude's. Uh, I I support them 100% because they helped my cousin through her journey of you know that and my my aunt and uncle, you know seeing my aunt and uncle visually upset all the time. My mom also and my uh, my dad also. You know we all the adults were affected so. Right. You definitely learn, you, you know, it, it definitely at a young age, I learned to value everything I have and be grateful for everything I have. Yeah. So. Very good qualities. Very, very good qualities to good. have for sure. Yeah. So let's go. Let's talk about the community one more time, because I think 
everything I read in your bio obviously talks about what you've done. Mm -hmm. You obviously love media. There's mm -hmm. a reason you love media because mm -hmm. you're a natural. <laughs> I see you in the studio. I see you doing video. I see you doing video promotions and contests all the time. And you like are like effervescent and bubbly and... I just want people to feel my energy. They do. I just want them to, like, when they see me, I want them to be like, oh, here's Jenny. Let's see what she's going to, like, yeah. let's see what silliness she's I doing. I just watch it just because even the dance, I mean, the, the just the, the <laughs> your your boomerangs, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I love them. I love it. <laughs> thank you. And it, it's, it's, um, it's truly who you are. I think you do a really good job of capturing your essence on social media. Oh, thank you. Um, so when people meet you, they go, oh, she really is like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I try, good. I try to keep it. So that's that's really, a level of authenticity yes. that a lot of people kind of like, you know, I know I have a radio voice. And when I get behind a microphone, it's like, oh, my God, your voice, you know, <laughs> I, people say that to me. And when you're around me, you don't talk. This is That's not how you talk on the radio. Uh -huh. you know. So right. it, it's a little different mm -hmm. in that regard. But I think that I also resemble the same qualities on social media. But you got it down to a science. Oh, thank you. Really you. Do. Yeah. I, I just I like to I try to keep my social media like. What what entertains me is what I want to put out there. So mm -hmm. I don't like to post. I'm not one to post everything I do. Right. I think that's like, yeah. that's just not my style. Mm -hmm. I, I'm nothing against anyone that likes to post everything I do. I like to post like good content. Like yeah. if mm -hmm. you're really going to spend 15 seconds of your valuable life Let watching me, it. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that at least I make you laugh once or that you learn something, yeah. whether like I like to really showcase um, the different parks that there are here in, ja mm -hmm. in Florida, especially Jacksonville. So, you know, I'd like to showcase that. So that's what I want. As long as you just have at least I put a smile in your face mm -hmm. once or you've it saw me try something and you want to try it now that's what i want to do that's my that's beautiful that's the purpose of my instagram is to to inspire you to enjoy and have fun with your life that's like that's the energy i want to put out on my I, instagram you do a fantastic job of it. How, what's your social media it's jaja love fm jaja with the y so y-a-y-a love fm and I will follow y'all back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, you talk about social media. We talked about family. Music. Musica. Musica. La musica. La musica. It's a part of your life. Si. So, you know, the the, the fiestas, the, the all the parties that you do, mm -hmm. these big events, that one with the 10,000 people. Yeah. How did you do that? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, really? Like, uh, paint a picture. What do you... What, Without giving away the whole story, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you do to make that happen? Manifest, manifest, manifest. I mm. am a firm believer in writing everything down, any idea down. I don't care how stupid it is. You need to write it down. Because once you write it down and you see it, it's going to fo force you to be like, all right, this is real life. This could really happen. Yep. And then from there, like, just st just start planning it out. You know what I mean? Like, if this is your first time of you want to put on an event, let's say, right, any kind of event is really kind of the same. Um, yeah. The same. Um, that process is the same. Process is yeah. kind of the same thing. The first thing I do is write everything out. What's the purpose of the event? What is it? Is it uh, to celebrate a culture? Is it to showcase music? Is it to showcase the vendors that are around? Like, what's the purpose of your event? From there, um, write, write, you need to write a business, not a business plan, but break down financially what's going to cost you. Mm -hmm. um, and once you have that, then you can start creating 
a sales package. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you like sales, if you don't like sales and you want to put on an event, you better start liking sales. Right. You have to. Because you yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah. You Even do. for your own business. Like, Absolutely. you need to be able to sell your idea, your business. Yeah, because if you're not believable, if you don't believe in your business, right. who, why would somebody else believe exactly. in your business? And it's your, the same thing event. for an event. Mm-hmm. So, once you create a budget of what the expenses are going to be, that's where you sit down and you need to create sponsorship packages how much money you got to bring in how much money you got to bring in with that and be smart about it if you think you could get a lot of sponsors for this cool if not then do exclusive packages you know what i mean there's different ways to work around with that and um don't be afraid to send out emails don't be afraid to call everybody everybody like why i don't understand why people so our generation is, is afraid of no they yeah. they are so afraid, afraid of, of a word. Right. A and word. You, and you know it's so um funny because this morning I did a video um just talking about perception and and how, you know, part of it was perception personally and professionally and just how like when you're sending out these emails and uh, as an artist and people are saying, no, I don't like your vibe. I don't think your vibe is what we need for, you know, mm. our, our festival, our show or whatever like that. And you hear so many no's, it, it'll, it, it can start wearing on you. Yeah, psychologically then, breaking you down. Right. But yeah. then you have to just, but it's like, but then understanding that, okay, yeah, this is still what I'm purposed to mm-hmm. do. And I'm so, going to eventually get a yes. I'm going to eventually get a and yes it's like, like I tell, I, mm-hmm. I tell yeah. people the no is not about the no is not about you personally. Right. It's right. about whatever service you're trying to provide. Right. So that's something that if you're trying to get into business, start your own business, you definitely need to learn to separate your personal feelings with with work. Mm-hmm. So when someone says no in an email, it's not that they're saying no to you. They're just saying no to your service. That's all it is. Right. Um, and move on to the next. That's move it. on to the next. And once you have your sponsorship, man, that's that's going to be the easy part because everything yeah. else is pretty easy Something to I do. Something I learned in, uh, in sales is understanding the why. Mm-hmm. The why. Like when you talked about that, like what is the why? Why am I doing a festival? Yeah. Why am I? Why do I have this product? Uh, why do I feel passionate enough about it to want to share it with the world? Yeah understanding that why first yeah and And find a niche there it is find a niche like me for example i saw that the hispanic community was lacking in events i was gonna ask you i was gonna say yeah that's where i was like well hold on let me do this then you know what i mean like and to be honest with you i never initially i never intended for my career to necessarily be towards the hispanic industry Mm -hmm. it just happen to leave me that way um well because you love your people and i do and i love it it's not i don't regret it at all yeah. i, I right. love it because it's i like it even more because my people are more open-minded with like me helping them if they want if they right. need my help or whatever yeah you build that trust over the years well i think yeah. too like when i started you know um um because it seems like i'm always working when these festivals are happening but it's really cool to see the community come together. And I did not, you know, you don't know how big the Hispanic community is until something's going mm-hmm. on. Right. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. We, okay, we got all these different people, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, you know, and then people who you don't, who you think are black, and you start hearing them talk Spanish, you know. Yeah, we, and you're we like, everywhere. what? 
yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So Afro Latino. Afro Latino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I mean, even like even my family members like um, you know, are like are like, Yeah, I'm going down to Henry Park for the such and such festival and yeah. I'm going, you know, his 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 Spanish his history, you know, it's Hispanic <laughs> history. And now that I'm like how do you know about that? You know what I mean? And But, I mean, it, it's getting it's into growing. other, I love that, you know, it's getting into other communities and mm-hmm. people that love culture no matter what right. their culture is. Right. They're coming out. Also, they want to come and celebrate as well, which I think is cool. And that's mm-hmm. why I've been, I go to a lot of these meetings to make sure that people know that, like, hey, we're here. Because if you go to a country event, I we have a country station. Yeah. And, we have at least two Hispanic go to whatever, like, if it's a small event, if, let's say a remote. I'm talking about a remote. If I have a remote in my country station, out of the 15 people that went, two or three are Hispanic. And anything, yeah. like, whatever it is, if it's a, a ve- the they had a vegetable festival. A veggie fest. Veggie fest. Yeah. Sorry, I can never say that word. <laughs> but they had a veggie fest. Hispanics there. They had, like, I mean, we are everywhere. And 9% of Jacksonville right now is Hispanic, but they're estimating by next year's census that 13 to 15% of Jacksonville will be Hispanic. It's the fastest growing, excuse me, it's the fastest growing population here in Jacksonville. And and a lot of us are business owners. A lot of us are um, military mm-hmm. because of uh, the base. For example, I'm a Navy brat. We moved here because they closed the base in Puerto Rico. The mm. biggest third naval base was in Puerto Rico, Roosevelt Roads. When they closed that base in 2004, that's when you really saw the boom of Hispanics here in Jacksonville. Because yeah. a lot of those people that were stationed there got stationed here. And, um, you know, Hispanics, we just like to have fun. Yeah. You tell us where there's a party at. Yeah. We're going to be there. Sh- if you show day. us Listen, love, we show you love. So true. One of my closest friends is Puerto Rican. And um, so at one point, I just started back eating meat this year. And so I wasn't eating meat. And I loved her empanadas. And so, Ooh. you know, so she had her mom helping her make empanadas. And her mom was like, so she had this pan of broccoli and cheese. And so her mom's like, what is so she 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 said she called me and said you laughing because she said her mom was like what is the broccoli for <laughs> and she was like oh this is where she was like this is where MJ you know because she doesn't eat meat and her mom was like care yeah like, <laughs> what like are you crazy and so that, so when her mom saw me she goes she's so, so her mom's sister is next to her and they're speaking in Spanish she goes no meat huh. No meat in your empanadas, like, like so they they pick fun at me, and then she so she made a pan because she was like, we should we should probably you know, it's probably good, and nobody would touch the, the broccoli the broccoli empanadas, <laughs> nobody would touch. I'm gonna them. be honest with you, not to interrupt your story, but I don't I've never had probably nor will ever eat a broccoli empanada. Listen, <laughs> but it was so. You know what? But it was still so good because... Because of the cheese. Because of the cheese. Because of the and cheese. And it's deep fried. And mm, it's like, you so. know, or whatever. And Did yeah. you enjoy it? I I enjoy. I ate on those empanadas for a week. Because <laughs> it was a pan. She made a huge pan. No, girl. I got to make you some. 
So let me. Not me. I gotta make. I told my mom. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Because so we okay. We got. We talked about culture. We talked about events. We talked about your family. We talked about. We didn't want to speak. Spend a lot of time talking about Maria, but there was a positive story out of Maria. Yes. So we got that. You talked about music. Yes. Food. Let's this leads because the, the, yes. we're talking about food now. You know, I, I, I'm a foodie, right? La comida. Yeah. So my favorite Hispanic cuisine. There mm-hmm. was a place. Um, this is probably before you got to Jacksonville. Okay. It was on Bay Street. And it was in the Blackstone building, but it was on the ground floor of the Blackstone building. This was in the late 90s, early 2000s, and it was called Ed's Puerto Rican Cuisine. Mm. And on Thursday nights, he would have all of the Hispanic dancing. Like, you can see them dancing, like, packed in there. And everybody's <laughs> dancing and sweating. It was awesome. <laughs> but during the day, he had a fantastic restaurant. And one, and I have not been able to find this cuisine. It's called Piñon. Oh. Yeah. Very similar to pa- Patalon. Yeah, very is. similar, but mm-hmm. piñon. Can you describe it for people in the so audience? So it's sweet plantain, and it's a full-blown sweet plantain, mm-hmm. and they cut it in half, and they like a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Like they cut it in half like a hot dog, and then they stuff it with meat, with carne molida, which is um, ground beef, and they put cheese, and um, some people oh, do man. some other different stuff in it. <laughs> It's really good. I'm raising my hand. In the and then do you my bake it? Or you, what do you, you put it in the oven. Yeah. You put it in oh, the oven wow. like if it was like a lasagna. So how he so did the his. So salty, sweet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm. So imagine what he would do. They, he did layer. So he did the plantains and then he'd do the meat. What do you call the meat mixture again? The ground beef, carne molida. Carne molida. Yep. Carne molida. Then another layer of plantain. Then more carne molida. Yep. And another layer. It was like literally like a lasagna. It's a lasagna. Instead of using oh using new noodles, you use those plantains. So the salty yep. sweet is probably so good. It's so oh good. And God. then the cheese on top. And what they do is they they broil. Typically, they put it on broil so the top can be more crispy. crispy. Yeah. And so when you bite into it, it's so delicious. But, yeah. So can you make that? Yeah. You promise? You prometo? Pro- te lo prometo. Te lo voy a hacer. Te lo juro. Te lo juro. Listen. Okay. So, and this is why I tell them, I, you know, my, my girlfriend's Puerto Rican. I tell her, I said, I swear Puerto Rican and black people are cousins. We because are. the way we eat, oh, yeah. I was like, you know, because our cultures just love. Yeah. They seasoning. I mean, we will take any seasoning. We will. We sasson all right. day. I yeah. use sasson right now and adobo she, right now. She will. Um, we will take anything and make it a cuisine. Like yep. we will just say, oh. This dandelion looks good. What could I, <laughs> what could I make from this? And with that's this so dandelion? true. And we will do that, and then yes, it'll be do. like, you and know it's what like I mean? another world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then she makes um sofrito for me. She my makes mom, fresh yes, sofrito. I'm, I'm, mm. my mom makes fresh sofrito, which I just learned how to make from her. Um, and wait, 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 wait. There's one more thing. What? So Christmas time. Coquito. Last year. Last year Janetta brought me my own coquito. Really? Yes. I have not had it yet. Yes. Let me tell you. I be making them. I if be I can have in, in in a perfect world for me, if I could have the piñon and my friend Nicholas, who lives in Canada now, uh-huh. he made this amazing lechon that he mm. soaked in Bacardi for like, I mean, it's roast pork. What's le- amazing. But that's the only time I'll eat pork is from him. <laughs> right. So piñon. Lechon asado and a nice cold glass of coquito. Mm, tan rico. Happiness. So my mm. good friend Mariluz Ufret, 
open a lechonera here. Really? A Puerto Rican straight-up lechonera. Um, a lechonera is a business that does roast pork, and they do it exactly like Puerto Rican style, like the whole pig on the oh, on wow. the on mm. the pole, and they do you know they cook it for hours. Mm. And honestly, it's the best roast pork I've ever ever had. What? So if you guys want to go, it's called Lechonera Los Forros. Okay. It's on three hundred one. I'm going to take you guys so you guys can go. Okay. It's really, really, really good. Oh, my hey, gosh. That sounds like we got I'm a field down. trip coming. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yes. There's some I'm good restaurants here in, ja- in Jacksonville. Yeah. There's some Latin, there are, yeah. Latin Creation is really good. Latin Creation does sometimes the the pinion that you're talking about. So yeah. And out. Latin Soul Food Truck, too, my friends. Ooh. Yeah, they're amazing. They're, I love their food. Yeah. The food's good, too. Well, yeah. and I feel like, too, sometimes I feel like um, because, you know, again, my friend, like she, there's a place um, on the west side of Jacksonville. It's called Mufongos. Mufongos. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so she would always, you know, tell me about that food, and she'll say, "Oh, this is like Cuban, or yeah. this is what this yep. is, and this is what." So Mufongo, Mufongo is Puerto Rican. Mangu is uh, Dominican. Okay. So Mufongo is made out of green plantain, mm-hmm. and they mash it, and they put. Um, uh, what's that called? Chicharron, um, pork rinds mm-hmm. in it, and everyone does it different. Yeah, they, if they, if they do it good, the good ones <laughs> have the pork rinds in it and garlic in it, and then you know they stuff it with shrimp, blah blah mm. blah, and it's really good. Mangu, which is Dominican, is like a mashed potato of the plantain. And then they also make it with um, like on- like red onions on the side, um, and they put something else in it to make it like kind of um, like mashed potatoes. Yeah. And so it's really really good. The thing about Puerto Rican food is that everyone thinks that like Hispanic food is spicy. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. Exactly. Caribbean food so, is all about seasoning. So season. Cubans, yeah. Dominican, Puerto Rican food, actually even salt. We <laughs> that's why all of us have. A lot of us have high blood pressure. Right. <laughs> um, but, like, Mexican food is, is spicy. can be, it's it's spicy. It can mm-hmm. be spicy. Um, and, and a lot of South American plates also can be spicy. Peruvian food can be spicy also. So, But Caribbean food, for the most part, it's more about flavor. And to go back to what you were saying about um, Puerto Ricans and Africans, well, it's because we are. Puerto Ricans, the mix, our bloodline is... Um, that a real 100% Puerto Rican would be 100% Taino, which is the Caribbean Indian. Mm-hmm. When the Spaniards came, they killed, I think, 90% of our Indians. Wow. They, like, raped them and killed them. So then, obviously, you're going to have a mix of Spaniard with Taino. And then the Spaniards all brought Africans um, for a slave. Mm-hmm. So that's why Puerto Ricans, you see us all different shades of colors. Right. I mean, I have cousins that legit are like, they look like white American or white European, like blonde, mm-hmm. blue eyes. Like they go in the sun and get red. And I also have cousins that you got to make sure they have a flashlight on them at night because you can't see them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, and yeah. these are like, this is yeah. my blood. Right. So, you know, that's why you can't really say like what a Puerto Rican looks like because right. we are so mixed. Yeah. And it's because of that bloodline, that mix of Spaniard, mm-hmm. African, and um, those, those are the three main blood, Spaniard, African, and Taino. And so the African side, what distinguishes 
I, I would say the African-American against the Afro-Latino is that the Afro-Latinos were able to keep their culture. Keep, they were able to to have their religion yeah. and practice, you know, have their foods and all that. That's why in Puerto Rico, our typical music is bomba y plena. And that came from Africa. Mm-hmm. Those That's why you see us with the dances and yeah. the drums and the stories from them. All the songs that we sing is typically stories from when the Africans got to, brought to the Spain and how the Spaniards killed the Tainos. So those are the songs that you hear in Bomba y Plena. So Puerto Ricans, we celebrate our African roots. Um, not so much our Spaniard, but we definitely celebrate yeah. our African roots and our food definitely showcases it. And I think that's why like we get along so well. Like yeah. Every Puerto Rican. Because we're probably cousins. Yeah, we're yeah. probably our cousins, <laughs> for real. We understand each other. We went. We kind of have a similar history. Um, so, yeah. So this is this is why I feel like this would be a, a perfect opportunity to close. But this mm-hmm. having you on, you give such a well-rounded perspective about right. the Hispanic and the Latino culture. Um, you do such a good job. Of Thank it. You. And you like I wanted to make sure we covered all of the bases. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> I'm sure I missed something. Nothing. We didn't talk about music, but the music will speak. You have to listen See. on Saturday night. Yes. So you can hear the influences. Yes. I cannot wait. So um thank you so much. No, thank you guys for having me yeah. and letting me talk. Yeah, do um do us one last favor because <laughs> I know you gave your social media plug earlier. Um, tell everybody how they can find you. Sure. On social media, um, and and what's again, what's next? Okay, so my Instagram is Yaya Love FM. Yaya with the Y Y A Y A Love FM. Um, that's on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find me as Janita Cardona. Janita is Y A N I R A Cardona. And if there's any which way that you want to reach out to me to help, um, whatever the case may be, um, my email is Jaja Productions with the S at the end, Jax at gmail.com. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very Thank much. You guys. Muchas, muchas gracias. No, gracias a ustedes. Que honor. I love it. I was yeah. very honored. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. MJ, you have any last final words? No, I'm full. <laughs> I know. I'm full. This yeah. was a very well-rounded And conversation. we have a field trip coming up. Yes. We yes! got a field trip coming up. So I'm super, super excited about that. So listen, um, we're, as we close, if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us on Taste Test Radio. Um, on That's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, we have a website, tastetest.live, www.tastetest.live, where you can hear this broadcast, and you can also hear all of the past shows that we've done in the past. We are doing something completely different this season. Yes. Completely different. We're spending more time on with, with these great, great culture changers and uh, awesome people in our community, highlighting them more, but we're also spending more time on the radio with a little bit of influences because we have a really a really amazing group of people in our community yeah and there's a lot of people that love love the radio they mm-hmm. love the music mm-hmm. and the goal of the podcast is to have people kind of just hear what we have yeah. to offer and then the radio is to hear how diverse yeah this city is mm-hmm. yeah you know the, I was tasked with bringing urban radio to Jacksonville mm-hmm. and to me urban is not necessarily black Urban right. means culture. Urban means city. It means yeah. grit. It means diversity. Richness. Like yeah. Richness. And the goal is to sh- highlight that on the radio, even if I have two hours a week. 
with that, with that in mind, I'm able to do that. And I really appreciate the platform. Thank you so much to WJCT for offering me this platform. And um, this is going to be it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to share this broadcast with your friends and tune in next month when we will be back with more guests and more music. Bye. Taste Test Live is produced by Damian Lamar Robinson, hosted by MJ Baker and Blue Francois. This week's guest is Janira Cardona. Show music provided by Jihan Grant. Taste Test hasn't launched a full sponsor program. Our podcast is mainly funded by its hosts and listeners like you. If you like Taste Test and want us to keep the music digestion sessions going every week, Click the Become a Patriot link on our website at www.tastetest.live and you too can sign up and get some exclusive bonus content, behind the scenes footage, and more supporter-only content.